welcome to another episode of the JC and Bill Sportscast. I think you guys know who we are by now, so. Yeah, I hope so. I, yeah, I really do. <laughs> um, this week, we're just going to shoot the breeze. We'll talk about the NFL schedule. We'll also talk about um, what's going on with COVID-19 because we do have uh, an athlete that did test positive for it. I'll talk about that a little bit more later on. Um, but you know what? Let's start with the NFL schedule. Because it was released Thursday night and got some interesting-looking games during the season in particular days. Yes, very interesting. Um, Let's start with Christmas. I guess Christmas we're going to have football. Yes, Christmas Day we are going to have football. I think it's week 16 is when that's going to happen. Uh, Minnesota is going to be at New Orleans. So Christmas Day, yep. you know, you get your family over, unwrap your presents, and then uh, get your dinner, bring it over, or your lunch, depending on when the time is, bring it to the table, or sit on the couch, watch some football there that day. I think uh, kickoff's at 4.30 Eastern, Mm-hmm. So if they, I'm mistaken. And it's a good matchup, Minnesota and New Orleans. That's a good matchup. I think the last Christmas one was the Cowboys and the Cardinals, and it was... You had no starting quarterbacks from the from the start of the season. I think Romo was down. Mm-hmm. I think who was a who was a car, was it Palmer? But might have been then? Palmer. Yeah. From the Cardinals, and then he was down, and they had backups. And <laughs> mm-hmm. but the ratings drew right. I mean, obviously it's because of the Cowboys. Yeah. Here it's just going to draw right, but... because it's a good matchup of two teams. So. Yeah, it could be for a playoff or it could be for that mm-hmm. final seed. It could be for the division. It could oh, be, yeah. you know. A lot could be on the line there. Um, yeah. I want to talk about Thanksgiving Day uh, here in the United States. You got three matchups, two of which are very intriguing. Uh, the 1230 game is Houston and Detroit. Uh, that's It'll be interesting only if Detroit is good. But... I'm yeah. not really holding my breath on that. Uh, then 4.30 is Washington and Dallas. Got to be looking forward to that game. We usually have dinner early anyway, so that's not going to really be a bother. And the nightcap, Baltimore and Pittsburgh, Thanksgiving night. That's going to be a hot game. Yeah, that one's going to be a – yeah. See, I think the NFL – drop the ball on that, that day. I I mean, as much as, you know, for the Washington Redskins fans out there, I think they should have went Niners-Cowboys. I I would agree. Right, there. just just because of the rivalry, they have a chance to, to play, right? Mm-hmm. I think because I think the Niners are headed to Dallas this year anyways. And yeah. I mean, it's I think that would have been the perfect matchup to lead into the Ravens-Steelers. But – I could tell you here, you know, and, and I'm sure the Dallas fans will agree with me on this. When those two get together, it doesn't matter if it's Thanksgiving Day, New Year's Day, Christmas Day, Arbor Day. It's a physical game, no matter what. So. Oh, yeah, it'll be physical, right? I just, like I was joking around saying, you know, I mean, the NFL, I mean, you had the Chargers go in the Dallas, beat them. Then you had the Bills go in the Dallas and beat them on Thanksgiving. They're like, Jerry. You want an easier opponent this this year? Yeah. We're thinking the Niners. 
Uh, we'll give you those skins. <laughs> fourth, it's going to be right? the fourth time in the last 10 years they will play each other on Thanksgiving Day. Yeah. That is that is surprising. That is very surprising. Well, you know, get that rivalry game going, right? Mm-hmm. So. Well, well, you got two rivalry games with Baltimore and Pittsburgh as well. Yeah. Yeah, you do, and that's gonna be a that's gonna be a good game. Mm-hmm. I, right. I think among my friends, that's gonna be a divided game because I do have some friends that are Steelers fans, and I have friends that are Ravens fans. So uh, that's gonna be divided there that night. So uh, I'm probably just gonna sit back and just let them argue with each other on Facebook. So well, you might as well, right? So mm-hmm. we'll I, see what happens there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, week one, uh, Kansas City, well, hopefully, you know, if week one starts on time, Kansas City will be hosting Houston in a rematch of the AFC Divisional Playoff game to start the season. Uh, then you got your early game, I think the big early game here looking at the schedule, Green Bay, Minnesota right off the bat, that's big. Um, let's see how Buffalo does after the playoff year they had last year and then your late game Tampa Bay and New Orleans right off the bat Tom Brady and Drew Brees playing each other in week one there and then uh, the Sunday night game Dallas at the Rams and then your Monday night doubleheader Pittsburgh at the Giants and Tennessee at Denver yeah they seem to always well, at least they kind of made Monday night interesting this year. Mm-hmm. You know, for a while, it was just kind of like that late game was always like, I think, through Oakland and some other team that weren't really competitive. Yeah. And or they had the Niners and the Rams there, you know, kind of, yeah. And, and it will be interesting because Tennessee, you know, the way they were playing, they could have made it to the Super Bowl last year. And Denver is one of those teams that could be on the lookout as far as a new team making the playoffs this year, so. Yeah, that offense is, we'll see what, they, they went total offense, right? Mm-hmm. Carolina went total defense, and Denver, I think, pretty much went total offense. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, it's, be interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, it definitely is. It's going to be fun to see how um, this plays out, and then, of course, the the obvious question is, will the season start on time? If it doesn't, the weeks that get missed, they just go to the end of the line until they get to those games. So mm-hmm. it'll, it'll be interesting. I, I know uh, the Dolphins owner said that, you know, if they have to limit the people, they probably would allow 15,000 into their stadium. So... Gonna be interesting to see what happens. Well, and unlike basketball, which I don't agree with what they're doing. No. The, the NFL has said if one team can't practice because the state says no go, no team can do anything with facilities. Basketball is like, bam, you're open. You guys can go and start up. Mm-hmm. Right, and it just makes you go, well, why would you do that? You know. And that's the thing so, because. With basketball, like the difference between football and basketball to me is this. With football, yes, it is a contact sport. 
but they have so much protective gear on them that, you know, and they're not on the field for every play. With basketball, you got 10 guys running up and down the court, sweating, bumping into each other, and there's a chance that someone could get sick again. I really think the NBA should just cancel the season. Just say, look, season's over, guys. There's no way we can do this. Yeah. Money talks, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you got you got players saying, well, we should play. You got other players saying, well, we don't want to be away from our families and stuff. And I'm going to be the first one to say, you know what? There's a lot of people out there in the healthcare system that are away from their families. Yeah. So if there's a time to start a sport and these people who are away from their families, that's a way to release, then – you better be out on the court if they're going to say, hey, you know, we're going to start. We might have to quarantine you guys, right, and do all the, you know, it's going to be strict as strict can be. But, mm-hmm. hey, you know what? In unprecedented times, you got to you gotta step up, right? I know there's a guy from the Montreal Canadiens was saying that, and I'm like, ah, eh, don't worry. Two weeks from now, you guys, if you start, you guys are all the playoffs anyway, so right. you'll be home with your family, right? But that's just the way it rolls. And, I mean, they have to realize that, you know, right? Like I said, money is the biggest one. I mean, if you're losing billions of dollars, right, that's going to affect the bottom line of everybody, and, including the players. And, and I, you know, I'm glad you talked about hockey because we're going to talk about that a little later we can... on with the proposal that they have for um, the potential play, you know, if they come back. But I think with basketball, see, I wouldn't come back. If I was the NBA or the NHL, you're number one, you're too far into the season at this point, or you were before the coronavirus broke out. And number two, there's no way you're going to be able to make these games up. You really aren't. So no. I would just say just cancel the season. Just call it. <clears throat> but I... they're going to, you know, they're, they're just going to be like, no, we're going to go along. We're going to play. So. Yeah, I guess, I mean, it's, like I said, it's in a time where half the people say no, half the people say yes. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, you know, soccer leagues are starting up. I've been watching Korea, Korean baseball. I, I did watch a little bit of that as well. Right? You know, it's like, well, you know, finally, I get to watch live baseball, I'm watching it. And and they have good guidelines, too, because their plan, like, you know, it's it's no people in the stands, except the players and the cheerleaders. Yes, they have cheerleaders at Korean baseball games. But if one player, just one, tests positive for the coronavirus, they're going to stop all the games. None are going to be played for three weeks. Which I think is a smart move. Like, I mean, you look at Major League Baseball, they're already saying we're going to do whatever we can to Make sure once you guys get to hotels that you're quarantined, that the staff's quarantined, everything's cleaned, right? It's mm-hmm. obviously you got to take uh, precautions for everything, right? Yeah. So, you know, where who knows what their rules are in Korea? You know, they're going home to their families, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know, right? They've they've kind of had that fly on the curve pretty good, right? Yeah. And they reclosed some bars and night nightclubs because it spiked up, mm-hmm. right? And obviously. Well, that's going to happen, right? If you get a lot of people in there, so. But, be I, it'll be interesting. I'll put it that way, right? I think, 
I think hockey and basketball are going to give it their best to go. Yeah. Right? There's a lot of money on the line still. They can still make money with the TV ratings. Because mm-hmm. uh, people are going to watch, right? Oh, yeah. They're going to want to. So as soon as whatever sport comes back, back first, it, and, and whatever sport comes back first is going to be the ones that... Absolutely. Right. Sorry, I think we just broke up there for a bit, but yeah, the first sport that comes back. Yeah, the first sport that comes back is going to be it's going to be phenomenal. Like they're going to make the most money. Yeah, they are. Right, because the ratings will go through the roof. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, something's on. Well, we can watch it, right? Yeah, Bang. exactly. You know. So. And man, yeah. like I said, money talks. They're yeah. going to. Right. Players, owners. That's the biggest thing. Right. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So let's talk about the NHL because they've been coming up with different ideas of if they are to open up uh, one idea. And I actually like this idea, JC, is to just go right into a just go into the postseason. Just go right into it. Yep. Uh, the NHL Players Association is reportedly favoring a 2014 postseason model, one that would expand the playoff picture as a means of seeding and limiting the number of fringe teams that would feel robbed by an abrupt end of the regular season. Now, according to Mark Spector of Sportsnet, uh, he got some details about how this would be. So uh, let, let's share these. And then we'll get into the teams that would be in it. Okay. It would be four league cities uh, across the U.S. and Canada that would host division-based playoff tournaments. Each of the league's four divisions would be assigned a city or hub with the top six teams from each division qualifying for the postseason and reporting to their respective hub. Each division's number one and number two seeds would play each other in a best-of-three series to decide a division winner. Each division's three seed would play the six, and the four would play the five in a best-of-three for the right to keep playing. That would leave four remaining playoff qualifiers from each division, 16 total playoff teams, and a seeding structure to play a more traditional Stanley Cup playoff tournament. About a dozen uh, teams and cities are reportedly bidding on the opportunity to act as a hub in this scenario, but here are, as of right now, the four reported cities. Edmonton would have the Pacific, St. Paul would have the Central, Raleigh would have the Metropolitan, and Tampa would have the Atlantic. So, looking at the standings, the way they are right now, in the Atlantic, Boston and Tampa would be your top two seeds. So they would play for the division title. Toronto would be the three seed. They would play Buffalo, the six seed. Florida, the four seed, would play Montreal, the five seed. Ottawa and Detroit would be eliminated. Yeah. For the Metropolitan... 
Washington and Philadelphia would be the top two seeds. They would play for the division. Pittsburgh, the three seed, would play Columbus, the six seed. And Carolina, the four seed, would play the Islanders, the five seed. The Rangers and the Devils would be eliminated. Yes. For the Central, it would be St. Louis and Colorado playing for the division. Dallas would be the three seed. They would play Minnesota, the six. Nashville, the four, would play Winnipeg, the five. And the Blackhawks would be eliminated. And for the Pacific, it would be Vegas and Edmonton playing for the division, with Vancouver playing Anaheim in the 3-6, and Calgary playing Arizona in the 4-5, leaving the Kings and the Sharks out of the playoffs. So basically, what I'm looking at is if you are in the top two, you're guaranteed a spot in the playoffs, no matter what. Which I think is fair. I think that's a I think that's a fair move. You reward the top two teams by saying, even if you lose the division, you're still going to be in the playoffs, no matter what. Mm-hmm. So I'm fine with that. Plus, you got a lot of Canadian teams that would be attempting to get in, which we had talked about before the. The pandemic, because there were, pardon me, there were Canadian teams that were either in it or were going to be in it or were fighting for a spot. Yep. Now, here's one question for you. Okay. You you read them all off, right? Obviously, I think they're going by win percentages on everything, right? Mm -hmm. They're not going to back the games to 69. Look at the Rangers at 79 points, Mm -hmm. right? They would be... I mean, the only team that would be mad, <laughs> I mean, the Rangers would be in it if they're in the Atlantic division. Mm-hmm. They would be, they would be like the fourth, yeah, I think the fourth or fifth, allowed. you know? Yep. And they would be, I mean, they're higher than the Panthers and Panthers are at 78 points. Mm-hmm. So maybe they, I, I don't know. Do you, do you do a game between the Islanders and the Rangers? Because I mean. You know that you know the Rangers are New York's gonna make a big stink about that. Yeah. Well, right? look at Chicago. They they have a winning record. If you put them in the Pacific, they'd be in. Yep. So they're at they're at seventy two points. You know they're mm-hmm. five they're five behind the Wild. Yeah. You know, but the Rangers were they're one point behind the Islanders. Yeah, they're going by winning percentage on this. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't have the winning percentages off, but just like I said, I could you I could see just like you could see the New York Rangers making a stink about it. Mm-hmm. I could. Right. You know. And when you sorry, you know, one of the biggest markets in the world. Oh, sorry. Eh. <laughs> exactly. But I mean, hey, it looks good on James Dolan because no one likes him anyways. Exactly. So. I won't complain. Mm-mm. I mean, but yeah, I, I, I would definitely be all for that. I mean, it would be, it'd be, I mean, you'd have games during the afternoon, during the night, right? Probably Edmonton. in the morning. Yeah. Edmonton, you, cause everything's connected to the, to the arena where they could just say, okay, here's the teams, you know, no one has to leave. Right. Yeah. You know, things like that. It would be, 
you know, I know that I think Vancouver's in asking to host and all that. Uh, the only problem I see is if the border restrictions don't get lifted, then there'll be all the teams that be, play, be playing in the States. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, which would be, again, suitable, you know, because right now you come from any country, you got to quarantine for two weeks here. Exactly. So maybe they say, okay, everybody's coming, right? You guys are all going to Edmonton, two weeks quarantine, and then we're going to do our mini training camp, and then done. Let's, let's go out of Well, it'll be interesting to see what they do. I mean, with, with the thing with the NHL is they have – because I'm going to use the NBA here because the NBA only has one, you know, Canadian team, Toronto, so – it wouldn't be like they get a bunch of teams from Canada down here and then be quarantined. Here, you're talking Toronto, Montreal, Vancouver, Edmonton, Calgary, Winnipeg. You know, that's a lot of players that probably live in those cities that you'd have to come down and then have them be quarantined for two weeks before you can even start. So... And you have players, I think there are some bunch of hockey players that went back home. Yeah. That's all like to across the, the sea. So mm-hmm. whatever, I mean, what is it now? The ninth today. So you got, yeah, I mean, they got to get something going here right away. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, Florida is open for business. They said sports is essential. Uh, essential. So Florida is open. Arizona is open. Texas is open. Oklahoma is as well, I, I believe. Yep. So you're going to want to get a stadium though that's got that's up to the NHL standards, right? Yes. Up to the NBA standards, where you have the replays, you have the cameras, you have the the four dressing rooms, right? Because once a team's gone out of that dressing room, the cleaners go in. Mm-hmm. They're going to be sanitizing that place, right? I mean, oh, there might be six I, dressing rooms, yeah, where every you know kind of deal. Mm-hmm. So obviously two teams will be eliminated right off the hop there. So each team would have their own dressing room. You know, it's, it's, it's a confusing time. Yeah, it is. And I mean, you know, as much as we love sports, we want to make sure everybody's safe, but at the same part, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, everyone's talking about it. That baseball's saying, yeah, we're going to go here in July. And with all their funny and funky little things. Yeah. I, uh, I can't wait to talk about that in a little bit. You know, college football says, hey, we're, you know, we're open for business. We need to come on play. Well, actually, um, the the president of the NCAA made a a, a quote yesterday, which I think is a very good quote, and I think they're right with this. Um, He said that he doesn't, or Mark Emmert, who's the president of the NCAA, says that he doesn't think sports can begin until all students are on campus. Yeah, and they said that before, too. But I think he really means it, you know? Because you don't want to have, like, okay, like, let's say, I'm, I'm going to go with, like, Texas. We'll use Texas, for example. Let's say, like, they have, like, half of their state that can open up and have their students go, but another half can't go because they're dealing with the virus or New Jersey, like New Jersey is hit really bad, uh, especially in Northern New Jersey. 
and Rutgers is in New Jersey, you're not going to really play any sport until, one, you know, it's safe for the kids or the students to go back, and two, to have every team be capable to play. Yeah, and I agree. It's... I, it's going to be interesting, like I say, again, money is big, mm-hmm. right, especially for the colleges. Oh, God, yeah. You're going to have all these students who haven't played, and let's say the NFL does go, but there's no college football. What do you do for a draft? Do these kids come back to play another year? Do, like, I mean, it's, right, they have scholarships. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, now maybe half the NCAA plays, and the, every, every college gets money whether your team's playing or not, you know, I mean, obviously there's going to be some states that are really like, yeah, we're playing college football. Mm-hmm. Right. What are you going to do about it? You know, you don't want to alienate some of the bigger colleges. Maybe who want to play. I mean, right. You started now seeing basketball players going to the G league for a year. Mm-hmm. So they don't have to go to college. I right. To get paid. So I think the states, as far as football goes, especially college football, that might open up right away are going to be the southern states, the Texases, the Alabamas, the Mississippis, the Louisianas, the Californias, over on the West Coast, you know, because, like, those are, like, the big football states here in the United States. I, I think those states would be the first to attempt to, you know, open back up. And then slowly make their way up north from there to see if they can open up. Yeah. So I I I don't know. I really I wish I knew, but I don't. Nobody knows. Yeah. Alright, uh let's talk about uh UFC we don't normally talk about them, but we have to because uh, we can... one of their fighters who was scheduled to fight on their card today for UFC 249 tested positive for COVID-19. It is Ronaldo Jacare. I know I'm probably botched that nickname, but who cares? Souza. He was scheduled to face... Uriah Hall, but late Friday night, it was reported that Souza had tested positive, and the fight has been taken off the card. How they did the testing was they tested, they, they checked their, their temperature every day, the people that were there. They basically, they got their blood by pricking their finger, which... I remember as a kid having that done, and I did not like that at all. (laughs) And then finally they did the swab test into your nose. And some tests took quicker to determine if you have it or not than others. So they'd been testing all the fighters, and Souza was the only one of the people that are fighting today that came back positive. So it is now an 11-card fight with no audience, 
only essential personnel there that are going to be in the arena today. And then they're supposed to have two other cards later this week. Yeah. Yeah, I read that this morning. It's going to be interesting. Dana White wants to get his his, his fight going. You can going. face this. Well, I mean, he tried to remember. He tried to get the uh, the fights on a private island, if you remember. Yeah, he's gonna wasn't gonna buy a private island or something. He and, was. and then you know, ESPN smartly was like, "Ah, uh, no, we're not doing that." Yep. So well, then you have to sanction the fights too. Yeah, you got to have the fights sanctioned. You got to have the doctors there, the judges there, the referees. There's a lot that goes into this that I'm I don't know how many people realize. Yep. Because you gotta have emergency like you have to have the doctors, mm-hmm. like you said, right, the hospital in case something happens. Right. It's a physical sport, right? It's Oh, very physical. And and these guys not not all fights, but some fights, they bleed. Yep. So I mean they're gonna have Actually, they're going to have three shows this week, as a matter of fact. They got tonight, uh, May 9th. Then they're doing a Wednesday card. And then they're doing another card next Saturday. Hmm. With participants yet to be announced. And then there, um, they have been told to be at the arena 90 minutes before your fight. So if you have the main event fight, you're not going to be at the arena till at least 11 o'clock, maybe close to midnight. Yep. So it's a very interesting situation. I'm, you know what I'm going to be more interested in is, I, obviously I don't really care about the fights. I want to see if, when these fights are done, if any of these fighters, anybody, comes back, tests positive for COVID-19. Yep. Because if one person does, just one, the UFC's in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, it's, again, all about that dollar bill. Mm-hmm. Right, it all comes back. Like we can say where we want, but it's all back comes back to to money, it right? Does. I mean, you got your soccer is going to start up in Germany here right away, mm-hmm. right? The two top divisions are starting in Germany. Yeah, you know, I think the biggest thing is if you can test. Maybe they have, you know, they're talking about they have the fast rapid tests. That if they can do it an hour before and oh, you have it, you're not, you're done, right? Right. And that's the biggest thing is the testing, right? They say everything can go on as long as we can get the testing, get the results right away. I mean, baseball, you show up to the stadium sometimes three, four hours before, mm-hmm. right? So you go in there, get tested, you sit there in your own little room, you know, and then be like, yep, yeah, you're good to go, right? Obviously, the testing with the blood is different than than the actual going swapping of the nasal, where they have to grow it. Right. Where the where the 
blood test is to see if there's any antibodies in there, mm-hmm. right? And if there's antibodies, then you got to go for another test. So, I mean, you could be cured of it, right? You could have recovered, not have it, but you'll have the antibodies in you. I think the blood test is more to see if you had it and didn't realize it. Yeah, if I remember. and that's what it is. Yeah. You know, so I don't, unless they have this quick test where they're going to be able to do a swab and then put her in the incubator and heat her up and say, okay, here it is. Because I think the swab test takes... 24 to 48 hours now. Yeah, it was like four or five days, and now it's yeah. kind of, now it's gone to two days. So, you know, but I mean, again, if they, I guess if they have their plans in place, they're going to have the hotels. Obviously, they're going to have the whole hotel to themselves, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So you have to watch everybody comes in, they do their stuff, right? And Well, let me ask you this. Let's say you were in charge of the UFC. If you found out that one fighter tested positive before tonight, would you have the show going on? Would you have the card go on? No, I would shut her down because you don't want to be liable for anything that happens Mm -hmm. for the facts, right? Yeah. I think you know, I'd have to agree with you on that. Right. I mean, they, yeah, they're having some, they have some treatments now that reduces the, speeds up the recovery rate and reduces the risk. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's still, last I heard was what, 11 days from 15? Mm-hmm. Right. So you're still down a guy for 11 days, you know. Yeah. Now they're, you know, until they find something else. Or they get, or you get the herd immunity, I guess. I guess. Mm. Once over fifty percent has it, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Get the whole USC population there. Okay, you all have COVID. Okay. Yep. All Two right. weeks later, we start. We're good. <laughs> right. You know, because yeah. you get the virus, and then all of a sudden your body starts to attack it right away. Right. You won't be as symptomatic because it'll be killing the virus. Right. Exactly. So, like, I'm interested more of how. Like I said, I'm interested in the games play. I'll be watching. But I'm interested in what their policies, their standards are, how they're going to do this. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's a lot of, I mean, that's all they've been talking about probably is what we're going to do, right? Like I said, Edmonton has everything set up as far as I know. They got the hotels there. They got everything. You don't have to go anywhere outside, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Toronto Rogers Center, you got a hotel right in there because they're talking about baseball players having, doing their spring training in their home parks. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if Toronto's allowed to do that for the Jays, I mean, okay, they all have their own hotel room. Exactly. Overlooking the stadium, right? You know, That's things like that. I but... wanted to do. Like, if I ever go to Toronto and I go to a Blue Jays game, I want to get a hotel room there for the night. Yep. I'm sure it costs can... an arm and a leg, but I don't really care. <laughs> yeah, I think I looked into it there a while ago, and I think she was, well, that was when the Bills and the Seahawks were playing, so, of course, everything was pretty pricey. Yeah. Right, so. Oh well. Um. Well, why don't we talk about baseball? We haven't done that yet. Uh, they're hoping for a July first return. Um. They're hoping to get, if they do go through spring training, to be in June. Uh. The last 
I read, and I'm sure it's the last you read, JC, as well, uh, they would do a three division of ten teams each, an East, a Central, and a West that would eliminate the American League and the National League for one year. Yeah, that was the latest idea, I think. I like that idea, actually. Because yeah, it would it would be interesting. I, I I do like it because it's a good way. Yeah, you're gonna miss some of the rivalries, but think of the new ones that could come out of it. I mean, the East might be the most packed division. Might be because you've got both New York teams. You've got Boston, Toronto. You've got both the Pennsylvania teams, Pittsburgh, Philly. You've got Washington and Baltimore. And then you got both Florida teams down there. Yep. So, it, I mean, each division, I think, would be good. But And, of course, I'm being a little bit, you know, Regency bias here, saying that the East would be maybe the best division of the three. Yeah, you'd have Yankees, Phillies, uh, Nationals, mm-hmm. the Rays. There'd be your top four battling out at it. And then you'd have, I mean, Baltimore, Miami. Yeah. Pittsburgh's kind of on the bubble, what they're going to do. Yeah, it's hit and miss there. Right. Toronto, they pick, they upgrade their pitching. They got, they're a younger team, right? Mm-hmm. It might be, you know, might be that point where it's like they're younger, right? It's their body kind of rebounds a little quicker when it comes out of the modified spring training. Yeah. Right. The Mets. I don't know about the Mets. The Mets are a funny team. They really are. You know, and I think Thor's gone anyways. Syndergaard, isn't he gone for Tommy John? Mm, I think so. Right. So he's, he's done. You got uh, Strowman pitching there still. Mm-hmm. I mean, Boston's lost I mean, Ale for the year, so. Yep. Boston wouldn't be. You know, one team I would be interested in, I would feel, I think I would feel bad for, would be the Dodgers. Oh, yeah, that's another right. pack division. Um, you, But you got bets, right? You traded bets. You traded for price. You know, you've been close. You, right? Mm-hmm. This cheating scandal that went on, all this stuff, and it's just like, you know, and now they got this team that would have just cakewalked over the NL West. Oh, God, yeah. Right? I mean, it could have challenged the Mariners for, for was that 116 wins, mm-hmm. I would say. Right? And now, yeah. Because <laughs> they had the pitching. They definitely have the pitching. Yep. So the West. Besides the Dodgers, is Arizona, Colorado, the Angels, Houston, Oakland, San Diego, San Francisco, Seattle, and Texas. Basically, they just merged the two West divisions and just put them as one for the most part. Yeah, which, which you would. Yeah, so that means Houston would go to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Where they play, right? Obviously, there'd be no fans. Right. For the start, but they said they might eventually revert back to their home stadiums. Mm-hmm. 
you know, that's another thing too, right? It, see, I'm intrigued by that. I'm also really intrigued by the by the draft. Yeah, that's five rounds. Mm-hmm. But how and, many picks do do they get? Like, how many picks per round? Do you know? I think it's just five rounds, five players. Ooh, that's it. Geez. Right. That's far as I know. And Houston's already down two picks. They'd end up with three. They'd end up with three. And I mean, and you got these players that, yeah, I guess your scouts would kind of know. I mean, the, the owners want to eliminate the 40 rounds anyways. They think 40 rounds is too much. Mm-hmm. Right. They're talking about cutting minor league baseball teams out anyways. Which too many players. Thing. That's a ridiculous thing. Yeah. Baseball is a very slow developing sport on the field and off the field. But yeah, I mean, and again, Houston would make us think about it. Well, we only get three players, right? There's, they're taking time about taking the international signing that would start in July would move to January mm-hmm. of next year. Yeah. Right. So, and of course the players right in this, and the owners, the one thing they're arguing about was, with salaries, right? They said everything should be prorated, and baseball's like, well, a lot of our money comes from parking, gate, concessions, jerseys, right? We're not TV-driven like the NFL, mm-hmm. you know? So they, they're trying to, to do something along the line of how are we going to make it, because the owners aren't going to pay them that kind of money for, for them, right, for the salaries, you know? And again, I mean, baseball already went through the 94 lockout that mm-hmm. they took a beating for and if they were able to play but it was all over money and they didn't play you would see a lot of people walk away from baseball i think so right it, baseball would pretty much have committed suicide on their part because of it especially if you got hockey playing you got the basketball playing you know i mean there's a realistic possibility that by summer's end, and this is a real possibility, all four major sports could be going on at the same time. Because oh yeah, don't worry, I've got holidays already planned for those weeks. Because <laughs> with the <laughs> hockey season, you know, I think they're leaning more towards going to a playoff. I think I really think they will. Basketball. They want to get the remaining games that they haven't had done, which is, I think, 250 games or something. They want to get those played. Why would you want those games played? I, that part I don't get. Baseball, you could cut half a season. They'll be okay. Football, football you know, if they start on time, they're going to be able to go through the schedule very easily. Yeah, and, they're, and football's plan is they can push – like they said, there's a couple of plans they had, right? That's mm-hmm. why week two, there's the bye weeks all match up. Yes. Right? So they can they can range so that those games, if they have to push weeks one, two, three, and four, and I don't think there's any division games in week two and three. Uh, let me I'm not mistaken. That. I think week one there is. So they would tack maybe a couple of weeks. So they can get rid of those week two. Gone, right? Week three could be gone. Um, they would get rid of the Pro Bowl, shut down. You'd only have one week for the Super Bowl. Week two has some division games. 
Week three does not. Does week four have division games? Uh, let me check. Week four does not. Yeah, so it would be week three and four they can get rid of. Right? Mm-hmm. Eh, you know. So, and then they could have that week two where all the, you know, there'd be no buys then. Yeah. And it would be a 15-game schedule. Mm-hmm. Roll right into the playoffs. Roll right into the Super Bowl. You have the week off instead of two weeks. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they, right? And we done. Yeah. Right? Because I think February 28th was their contingency plan. Yeah. You know? And it's going to be in Tampa, so depending on how they are in Florida, you know, you could get that game in. Yep. So. Man, poor, poor Buck fans. <laughs> all these players, all of a sudden, it's like, well, we might not, don't even know if we're going to play this year yet. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, and then you fast. The team we've got. Oh, my gosh. We're going to the Super Bowl. Oh, wait, what? We're not playing? Five, five primetime games. Mm, you know, and then does Breeze retire at the end of the year if there's no football? Right. You know? It's, like I say, we live in a world now where we can speculate all we want. We just don't know what's going to happen. Well, if Drew Brees does end up retiring because the season doesn't happen, at least he's got a good backup gig. Yep. Same with Philip Rivers. I don't know if you've heard about that. No, I haven't really. Um, I haven't heard much about, because he's, he's in the Colts for a one-year deal. Yes. And then is he going broadcasting too? No, he's actually going to be a football coach at a high school in Alabama. Oh. So well, that's good for him. Yeah, at least he's got a you know, at least he's got something to fall back on, you know, if this season doesn't happen or if it does happen then the Colts are pitiful, but you never know. Oh his kids are gonna get older, so he should be able to to uh, coach all 200 of his kids that he has. Exactly. <laughs> right? So every time it's like, oh, Phil Rivers had another kid. It's like, oh, okay. Well, good for him. Right? God, he's, probably, he's got like just about every sport ready for his kids to play if he decided to oh, yeah. uh, make his kids play as a team. Yep. Everybody get on the bus. Here we go. All right, we're yeah, going to go play it, hockey today. Yeah, play some yeah, play some baseball, play some football, you name it, right? Sevens for rugby. Mm-hmm. Which will bring us to a question. I don't know if you heard this. The Olympics says there will be no deferring the summer games next year. Okay, what if is... If you have to cancel, then because the Olympics obviously got pushed back a year. Right. And they said next year, if we can't go... We will not push it back again. So basically, Summer Olympics saying, will be canceled. Basically, they're saying if the games don't happen next July, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, it's not going to happen. 2024 will be, and I think that's in LA, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, well, let me, Isn't it? I'll check that in a minute. Because I like watching Olympics. I do too. I really do. Uh, let's see. 2024 Summer Olympics would be in Paris. Ah. 
So, so Paris would get the next games. Yeah. And then and then you imagine Tokyo would get get it back eventually. Uh, yeah, because 2028 is LA. No, oh yeah, 2020 it's LA. Nothing has been announced for 2032. So maybe they give 2032 to Tokyo if this one doesn't happen. Yep. Makes sense to me. And then the next, next thing, Winter Olympics is in Beijing, which is in about a year and a half. So. Yeah, 2022. Because mm-hmm. they separate now for every two years, which is nice. Yep, and then... So having both four years in the same four, same year, winter and summer. And then 2026 is in Milano, Italy. Actually, it's Milano yeah. Cortina. It's a combination ah. of the two. My apologies to the Italians. So. Yes. Um, okay, so basically... I guess the only other thing I guess we can, we'll quickly discuss, because obviously it was brought up this week, and that involves one of your Washington Capitol players. Oh, yeah. Uh, should no not, lo- will no longer be there. Not and, too happy about it. What was the comment he... Without getting you uh, in trouble... There was there was a lot of comments. He made some derogatory marks towards women in a private conversation that got hacked. Oh, fantastic! Right? For their weight, for you know, he made fun of other players' wives and other players. Oh, and I'm gonna be honest. After hearing that, I'm like, you know what? You might not want to play in the NHL because somebody's gonna come after you, right? So, his as far as I know, his contract will be terminated. I don't yeah. see him ever playing another game in the NHL. He may have to go to Russia or somewhere else in Europe. We can, but I mean, obviously you got players over in Russia, or Europe that are friends with some of these NHLers who are going to be like, mm-hmm. eh, I'll take a run at them, right? Here's... His brother got, his brother got kicked off the the Manitoba Bison uh, University team. Did he say something too as well? Yeah, or? He was involved in the comments, and there was a minor leaguer prospect from the Florida Panthers. And then there were some others, hockey players that grew up in the, the Winnipeg area. And I know the the A, the uh, Junior A League is not very happy with some of the players that are, like they're older, right? They don't play anymore, I believe. But, mm-hmm. you know, they're all associated with, with it. So, I, okay, here's my thing. If you make fun of a player, depending on how, how it's done, that's, one thing. Unless it is something completely different about maybe the gender or the race or whatever, then I have an issue. And then you make fun of the player's wives, that's a whole other line that you just stepped across, my man. Yeah, you made fun of a couple players that when you played for the Vancouver Canucks, like one was was a player's wife. Another one was a player himself. Right. And I know he made... He said something about his line mates in Washington, Hmm. you know, and then there's a bunch of comments towards women that they found on Instagram or they knew and not, not very good. We'll put it that way. And Washington, I think did the right thing by saying, you know, we're going to get ahead of this. Uh, Yeah. You know, done. And he's going to be out of the league. And I don't think you'll ever 
see him again in the league. I don't. He's Bravo. a fringe player at best, anyways. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're a superstar, maybe you can get away with it, as somebody pointed out. But as a fringe player, there's a lot of third and fourth liners, right, coming up. Yeah. And there'll be a lot coming up next year. So you had that one, which I mean, Washington handled the NHL release a statement saying. We will not tolerate this, right? I mean, I think they would have been suspended anyways mm-hmm. from the comments. And then you go into the Earl Thomas situation. Oh, that one is funny. <laughs> right? Where that one's going to be, you know, everyone's talking. Baltimore has a no, has a uh, domestic policy, right? Abuse policy. Yeah, it's, you know, whether, because I heard they were looking to void his contract. Man, you know what? Earl Thomas did that to himself. Nobody yeah. else. Because, first off, and, and we'll try to describe it without being too graphic. Number one, you cheated on your wife. That's yeah. that's a no-no right there. That's no-no number one. Number two, you had your brother involved that's another no-no. <laughs> yep. And then his wife was going to shoot him. And honestly, I wouldn't have blamed her if she did. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, had the gun right to his head and stuff. That was, she didn't know it was loaded it was. And then he took it away. And then he was running around the car when the cops showed up. And that was like a month ago. Then TMZ, which... You know, I guess they'll find anything on people, released it, and then next thing you know, it was this is it was I, in the... This is why I can never root for the Ravens. I can never root for the Ravens. Well, no, you know, now I've heard... Oh, be, go ahead. Because they've had murderers, thugs, spouse cheaters. I can't, I can't support the team. I can't. Yeah, I'd rather root for my Redskins, even if they win two games a year, because at least those players have class and dignity, unlike the Ravens, who do every illegal thing outside of the, uh, you know, when they're out on the town. I, I, I can't do that. I can't root for them. Yeah, well, you know where old Thomas will go if he does get released by the Ravens? Oh, He's going to the Cowboys. Probably. Because Jerry Jones right. likes Jerry Jones will sign him. Yeah, he's like, man, I don't care. Let's sign him. <laughs> and then you got Andy Dalton as a backup. And I, yep. I I like Andy. I think he's a good quarterback. The only reason he's there is in case Dak decides not to show up. So. Yep. It's for $7 million, I mean, hey, you know what? They can sign Earl Thomas now. They can maybe get somebody else. Who's still out there? Maybe make a trade down the line for Odell Beckham Jr. Mm. Mm, you know, the the world's open to him if they don't sign Dak because they got a decent quarterback in Dalton mm-hmm. who can who can score points right when you give them the proper weapons. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be very it's going to be very interesting to see over the next couple of weeks what happens with the Ravens. Yeah, you know, and you know, you obviously you talk you know, look at some of the comments like, no, well, he wasn't part of the domestic, like he wasn't the one who hit the woman, right? It was, you know, and 
as their zero tolerance says, whether you're the victim or obviously if you're the victim, I can't see them saying no. Right. That you can't, we have, we're going to get rid of your contract, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, if he was abusive to her, then they can say, yeah, we're done, right? Yep. In our In our contract and our policies. So, but yeah, when I read that, I was just like, ooh, mm, Earl's in trouble. See, if I was a football owner, he'd be gone in a heartbeat. And I'm not going to tolerate that. You're giving the organization, the team, a bad look. I don't care how good of a player you are. You do stuff like that, yeah. your butt's gone. Yeah, but then he, but then you let him. Like you look at Kansas City, right? They got rid of Kareem Hunt, mm-hmm. right? Who signs him? Cleveland, right? And then the NFL is like, well, we got to do something about this, right? Yeah. How can one team get rid of a, a good player, right? Which you know, you have every right to do. Which I agree with, right? Get rid of him, right? Yeah. Keep your organization at a at a class classical level, right? Mm-hmm. But some other team comes in, swoops in, and picks him up, and then you know. The NFL, I think we're, we're coming up with some ideas of saying, well, maybe we need to start, you sign this guy because he was released because of this. Maybe we're going to take away a draft pick. Mm-hmm. Right? And, you know, obviously Kareem Hunt served his six-game suspension and he was back on the field. Yes. Right? So it's, you know, where's the, I guess, where's the standard across the league? Right? Mm-hmm. Kind of one of those things that, you know, eventually, it'll it'll get the the league right, and obviously right now they've tried to after they they got embarrassed with the Ray Rice incident. Yeah. They uh you know they've Goodell was the the judge jury and executioner, and of course the players didn't like that, but at the end of the day it's you know you as a player need to also. You also represent the shield. Mm-hmm. It's not the team, the city, right, that you're from, but you represent that shield that's underneath you. And, you know, and I mean, as a player, and I'll go back to guys who now who are like, look at uh, perfect, right? Prime example, the NFLPA still stands up for the guy. Like, mm-hmm. you can't. It's one of those things. It's like, well, you can't. How can you look your guys in the face and tell them that they're going to be paying a membership and still have this guy out there running around hitting people like, you know, intentionally trying to hurt them? Right? Mm -hmm. And I mean, you're a union and someone's got to stand up in that union and say, you know what? No, we're, we're not taking this anymore. Right? Yeah. I mean, you know, you can't protect the guy forever. The NFLPA has to say, hey, you know what? We have a three-strike policy and you're out. We need to protect our other assets. But the the union doesn't think that way. And eventually, it'll bite the union in the ass. Mm-hmm. It will. Right? They're going to they're protect the wrong guy. He's going to hit the wrong player. And the union will get sued. Absolutely. Right? And it's going to be bad. And then going forward, they'll have to make that dis- be like, no, you know what? We can't protect you anymore. You can play in the league, but you're out of the union. Yeah. Right? 
And whatever happens from now on, that's on you. So, you know, I mean, obviously the world's changed. You know, back in the day, yeah, football was tough and rough and guys were intentionally going after guys. Mm-hmm. Right? But now with everything that's going on in the world, you, you know, and I mean, most of these guys talk in the offseason anyways. So, why would you want that guy on your team? Right. You know? You know, it goes back to what you do on the field and what you do off the field. And if anyone thinks that the players are role models, maybe some of the top ones are who are the good ones right out there. Mm-hmm. But a lot of them aren't, right? A lot of them just want to be, just do their thing and they go, right? Mm-hmm. You know? So it's kind of one of those things that, like I said, right? It all, it all, it all comes back to this pandemic that we have now, right? And you look at the people who are putting their lives on the, on the line. So... That's for another discussion on another podcast. Yes, it is. <laughs> or another, another, another theme, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we're going to stop here for this week. Uh, if you want to join our Facebook group, it is the JC and Bill Sportscast. You just type that in the search bar. You're right there. Uh, if you can't find it, it's okay. I post the link in the description each and every episode. So just check it out and you're good to go. Uh, next time we are on, uh, hopefully we'll have some clarification for baseball, basketball, um, football, well, not football, but hockey. We'll see what happens, uh, in the next few weeks. Yeah, we should have some news hopefully here right away. We're rolling into that two-week grace period where teams have to get something going or leagues have to get something going or, and... Like I say, right, you got soccer starting, you got Korean baseball starting. So, you know, here in this in North America, like, well, we need to start going. Yeah. So. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, have a good rest of your weekend, and we will talk to you all later. Yep. Yeah, guys, stay safe, and we'll chat with you guys later.